Hi there, this is John Frenet, and welcome to an encore presentation of our Legacy Business Spotlight. These are best done in person, and with the current state of emergency restrictions, that's just not possible. So we will be re-releasing our past episodes every Saturday at noon until this pandemic is in our collective rearview mirror. Until then, enjoy this encore presentation of our Legacy Business Spotlight. Some businesses succeed. Some don't. Then there are those that seem to have been around forever. The true entrepreneurial success story. How did they do it? What was their vision? What makes a success? In this special episode for Ion Annapolis, we speak with the true success stories. Those business owners that have been around for decades. Learn from their successes and failures. Now, here's host John Fernay. We're here on Russell Street in Annapolis, just off of West Street with Jack Ellis, who is the, the – the reason that we're laughing here is because we've just gone through this and I forgot to push the record button on the recorder. So I'm going to totally own up to messing that up. But we're with Jack Ellis, who is the owner of Post Haste Printing and Mailing, which is in a mailing and printing house in Annapolis for 36 years. You know, the question I've got is that this seems like a, a little bit of a – antiquated business, if you will, and you've been around for 36 years, but how did you get your start? Well, we got started, business actually evolved from the Annapolis Post Box on Church Circle in 1983. And as I worked at, uh, was I working at Fran O'Brien's at the time, Tenning Bar? It happened from an, a suggestion from my father from years ago. I thought it was a good idea. I went to D.C. and I saw other people who did it. And I talked to them and I paid them for their knowledge. It was easy for me just to pay them to understand. We were only the third place in Maryland at the time and the only person that shipped a UPS package from all the way. From and that's like the what you see the, the private mailbox companies that's that correct. we've got now. And that was probably before you had to put the PMB that is on, correct. on the thing. So you could now – were you are you at that, what, one church circle? Was that the – Well, no, that was the main post. That was one. I was three church circle and people okay. used to put – that's a pretty prestigious address. That's like, you know, 300 Park Avenue, New York, or something like that. It was excellent. It was, and, but we actually handled the mail. People would call us if they're expecting a check. They could actually call in advance. We could let them know what was in the mailbox. We were able to forward the mail to them if they're out of town. We used to, at the time when we first started, we had a lot of people on boats that would bring their boats from, uh, and uh, they would travel, and we would handle some of the mail. The internet was not there at the time. I had a telex service. If people don't even know what that is, but we had a telex service. We were able to telex people to be able to communicate with people around the world. Wow. And we even did some ham radio operating <laughs> to help some people with, with traveling people in, around the world in Greece need a part for a boat, and I was able to enter, enter, enter side with faucets to, to get a part for them. But, so you were competing with the post office, but adding on some... Uh some value to it. And that was exactly correct. People in the post office didn't understand. They thought I was trying to put them out of business because I was right next to the post office. Even Barbara Mikulski, who was upstairs, it, it was pretty fascinating because I used to get the mail for the whole building, and I was able to get the, the mail that's, you know, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock in the morning across the street, and I would just walk the mail across the street, and I would put it in all the mailboxes in the morning, and then the mail would be there, so we were able to get the early morning delivery where people would take a while to get back. So it had a great value. We'd get the mail earlier. We'd be able to handle the mail and re re redirect the mail. Now you are in a – I don't know how big your place is here on Russell Street, but you are in a, a very large building on Russell Street, and you're handling printing and mailing uh, as well. But where where does your business – are you a printer? Are you a mailer? Are you both? And how did you get here? Well, we, we it all started at the mailbox business where we got into the direct mail, and then that, that I um, transferred the business over to my employee, Patrick Harvey. Um, I forget when it was. And then um, our business grew to 2,600 square feet to uh, – 
warehouses out on Hudson Street. And then um, from there, we needed more space because things were really growing. And um, I was actually negotiating to buy the old uh, Legion Avenue post office. That whole building was for sale from the Kotzen family. Okay. And then my neighbor, ironically, was, was rehabbing this building, and it made sense to come here. And Alan Hyde from Severance Haven did a great job for us, did a wraparound mortgage, and um, did a super job for us. And um, so we came here. We have 12,000 square feet. And it was uh, pretty fascinating because the uh, Campbell family wanted the sign when we took when the crane was here to take the sign off the building. They wanted the sign for Memento. Which okay. Was pretty neat. And it was a great old building. It's got to be sixty some years old. And they have center block. It's all word, but some of the blocks are actually made out of cinder and they're black. Oh, neat! Pretty, it is actually like I didn't understand the guy was saying, "Oh, the cinder block is black." It's, it actually truly was made that way. And the roof is two by six, tongue and groove. Pretty fascinating. Wow. So, but I mean, so you've grown a lot over the 36 years that you've been here from the, certainly the uh, little post office on Church Circle to oh, yes. to this now. I mean, why did you need to grow? I mean, is it, was it just a nature of the business or? What happened is we, I, I, as a business service goes, and my one mentor, Brooke Dyer, who got mail at the post box, said there's a tremendous need doing the small to medium-sized mailings with some technology involved because people – don't understand it, and then plus, what happens is a lot of these nonprofits. They first they have to uh, raise the money, then they have to thank them for the money, and then they have to acquisition. So it's more of a, a nonprofit retention business where they do a solicitation. Like Chesapeake Bay used to mail two hundred thousand a month at one time when he was growing the the, the organization. But then they have to send them the thank you notes, and then they had, to, and then once they got a thank you note, acknowledge that they gave a gift, then they'd have to move along and, and get them. Now they're a member. Then every month you expire. So there's a seven series of Chesapeake Bay Foundation that I, we used to do, and it was a seven-part series where it's uh, three months before you expired. And it's, Is that most of your customers or a lot of your customers the nonprofit in the nonprofit world? or Well, it's a combination of the nonprofits raising money, uh, mailing out for an event and or um, you know a newsletter, a newsletter business. They're still sure. around, and it, they, it works. Um, and we do, obviously, said the political mailing. We we, uh, we assist Growls in their marketing efforts for mailing the circulars. Whoever get that, we've been mailing that. They and they mail nine hundred eighty thousand pieces of mail a year. That's part of their marketing effort. Well, I know it's. I know they say that in any kind of sales that you usually have to ask three or four or five or sometimes some even will say seven times before you get to the yes. That is and, correct. I mean, and I'm sure in a uh, in a nonprofit world as well that holds true. That you've got to you know you make the relationship. We find out who we are, and then we've got to hit them again and say you know hi, this is what we do, and isn't this great? Isn't this great? Would you like to help us out? Would you like to help us out? And finally, you'll get it. Um, and I think that's where it probably works in perfectly for you know for you and an organization such as yours to be able to do that and set. I don't know whether it's called a drip campaign. I know in the old days, I don't know whether that's uh, still a... That's like the a, right word. But, but, I mean, if you advertise in the newspaper, you only have to hit them 13 or 16 times to place an ad to reach the person. And it, it reduces down to six or seven, as you had mentioned, in terms of touches. But, I mean, if it's an or, a nonprofit organization mailing to the constituents, they get a much quicker... Because they already believe in the organization, they're already a member, so they already sure. believe. So therefore, that's a quicker response, and um, as versus trying to reach somebody who's trying to fresh to bring them into your fold. As as we look as you've grown, I mean, I, I look in the see at your desk. You've got a giant monitor on your, you know, computer and everything else. I mean, computers and technology has had to really put a ding on you, hasn't it? Um, I mean, and obviously, it's it's a very very valuable tool for you as well. Um, Ding, it's changed the world. So somebody mailing 30 or 40,000 at a time, they're only mailing 15 or 20 now. So it has changed that. And what has happened is is that our, we, we understood the technology of the mail merging of the data and the names. Uh, and we used to do that for the printers who didn't have our knowledge. And as their printing dried up or and or went away, 
we used to we used to assist them in that world because we didn't print. Now our world is almost uh, 45 to 50 percent of our business now is actually printing. So a lot of things we do is we bring technology to the paper. We actually print the names to the papers. Therefore, most printers don't have the ability to do that. We bring the, the, the barcodes, and so it saves a step where we actually print it, and we then address it all at the same time. Therefore, it's already done. It saves the addressing, and we can do some variable data. We can do fonts. We can do asks. It's pretty fascinating. You're responsible for a lot of the, what some people may consider junk mail, uh, but we'll call it bulk mail that you find in your, uh, as I'm getting yelled at. He's got a mug here on his desk that says, I love junk mail with a 25 cent stamp. Boy, that's an antique there. <laughs> I don't I don't even know. The post office, that's the smartest thing the post office ever did was going with the forever stamps because they don't put the price on them. You have no idea what the heck it costs you. <laughs> Well, it's good for me because if I know the stamp goes up a nickel, I could have bought all the stamps at 50 cents versus 55. That's true. That That is true. There, there's a market there. But, you know, you you are putting uh, this bulk mail, you know, in, into the post office boxes, into the mailboxes, into the door slots and whatnot around the country. And it works. Um, it absolutely works. For instance, we, we were talking earlier that, um, you know, Nordstrom's thought they'd save money. They came out the first of the year and they said, hey, we're going to save money. We're going to cut out direct mail. I will forward you the results that are true that they realized after the first quarter their sales were down so much they realized it was a mistake and, and then of course Jay Jill did the same thing they thought Norsoms knew everything they were the smart guys they followed their suit they're down it goes to show it works but you look at what Pennies and Sears built their business on was the catalog was essentially direct mail getting that big thick old catalog in your mailbox you know two or three or maybe even four times a year I don't remember what it was we'll talk politics here for a little bit that the campaigns know who their target people are so I mean I get all the mailings from a particular candidate because he knows that I'm likely to vote for him and so on and so forth I mean how is that something that you guys do you can target people um, and as far as addresses and and yes I mean um, the technology with the computers as it dings it you, I mean, we can find people who have buying habits that spend money that spend certain kind of things. But in the political world, the Board of Elections keeps track of the people, whether you're Republican, Democrat, or Independent. It keeps track of your how, how well you vote. I mean, not Right. So they're probably looking for people that vote all the time that do correct. this and as opposed to the person that just registered and we never heard from. So a Republican is running for the beginning election. We can mail to all the Republicans that mail all the time because who are the most likely to. It depends on the area. And then from there, then you get into the um, general election. And then you, you mail to all of them or the ones that vote all the time or all of a sudden it changes. So Maryland is pretty much in this area is pretty much a Democratic area, but it seems like the Republicans seem to run things for a while. But but as far as uh, like a biz- like a business goes, though, I mean, you can actually target this. But you said based on the buying habits. So I mean, I if say I'm looking for somebody that uh, buys an awful lot of sneakers or flip flops or something like that. I mean, that may be a ridiculous criteria, but is that something that you could find a, an audience? And I mean, I'm, what I'm getting at is from a business standpoint, this would seem very beneficial to them as opposed to saying, okay, I'm going to send out, Annapolis has 38,000 residents. I'm not going to send out 38,000 people hoping I can sell a thousand flip flops. Uh, I want to send out maybe a thousand hoping I can sell 200 flip flops because those thousand people are really the ones that are into it. I mean, sure, we can – exactly, we can do that. We can do things for um, uh, animal people. We can – people, cats or dogs. We can pick up animals and mail to people. We've assisted people in, in um, that. We're doing a, um, a wine guy who's in D.C., which is, still fascinates me, um, wine deals. The guy's delivering wine in D.C. in three hours. And he, wow. bought, he bought a list of 13,189 people who are wine enthusiasts who make over $150,000. There's 13,000 people, and in that, we're going to do the mailings, and we're going to break it up into 2,000 
a week for him, and he's going to mail them at 2000 a week, and he's going to deliver wine. D.C. has laws are different, and from that... I was able to assist the guy. So now you said you said he gave you a uh, he, he said he gave you a, a list. He had a, he bought a list. He bought a list. I to me the list was pretty esoteric to a degree that um, he found these wine enthusiasts from uh, um, somebody sold him these names, whether right or not. I I, I would hope it is so. But we're going to break this down into seven mailings for this guy at you know um, about two thousand a week. We'll, we'll give him seven sets of mail, and he he's he lives in D.C. and he'll take him to the D.C. post office with his permit number on it. We'll do all the work for him. And um, there you go. He's a wine distributor in D.C. Wow. that's uh, So, and I mean, can you do lists yourself? I mean, yes. do you purchase or... So we do lists. We help local people. We're getting ready to um, do something in a retirement community. We're getting ready to... Those where um, they have people of a certain age with an adult person living with them. And we're doing that. And that come out to 5,700 homes to, to market to the people. We try to... A new facility off Forest Drive for a 55-plus community or... Yeah, I mean, you would think that would be ideal for any kind of nonprofit as well. I mean, you look at for the homes that have the income in the areas and the neighborhoods that you know, uh, you, you say a, a environmental type of an organization may want right. to look for you know waterfront home. I mean, waterfront homes that have an income over two hundred thousand dollars, household income over two hundred thousand dollars that have been living in the homes for more than ten years. I mean, th- that that all can be done. Wow. I mean, so it's just. I mean, we do work for a guy who does permits and peers. He spent five years of his life researching. All the homes on the water in Anne County. The homes are moved. The people change, so we don't use their name. We just use resident. Right. And he and all he does is go out there and he mails to them three or four times a year. So when you're ready to do a peer permit, you'll hope you'll call the guy. And my philosophy in direct mail is very simple in that you mail them so they buy or they die. Because if you have the right service to the right person when they need it, you hope them to call you. At the right time. Sure. The you've right got time. the... Top of the mind. I mean, you know, my peer goes down. I'm like, oh, what was that? that, that you know, and sure enough, within a couple of months, I'm going to get something. Like that, use, that's exactly him. It's like the, the Bed Bath & Beyond, the 20% off coupon that comes all the time <laughs> in, in every coupon. So it doesn't mail that often, but those people, that just, just goes to show how frequency people save them. You've you've expanded over the years. You've acquired some companies over the years, and to get to the point where you are at this point now, there. What you said, you mentioned. I think it was in the last time before we had forgot to push the. I say we, me, forgot to push the uh, record button, <laughs> is that there are no more, or there's only two printing presses in the city of Annapolis now? Is that right? In the city, that is correct. Only two printing presses. I mean, in terms of where they have the wet ink, where it, it takes a skill set to, to use these, the trade has changed and the world is changing to digital and um, into the digital market, so it changes the dynamics of how things are produced. It's just truly amazing how the world has changed so fast in terms of that. And is that part of the reason why of your expansion is just that with printers have moved out of town or they've gone out of business? Was it a need that was needed here that you... Well, we were always here. So we've been in this property for 22 years, and it's hard for us to live. Our people live relatively close by, and therefore it's a place to work. I mean, we're, and it's just a function that we're able to provide for people. I mean, you look at the stuff in your mailbox, how does it get there? We assist in that process, whether we fold, we print, we um, address. We have a four-color digital envelope printer that can bleed, which is a non-traditional method, but it's truly fascinating and with the technology has changed we can bleed on a six by nine envelope on all four sides and wow. we and we, we okay. use their names all at the same time so we we take a piece of plain white paper and we have a little youtube video which is just hysterical i call cheap color envelopes and 
it gets hits and it has a little video. We did it with um, a cell phone, and <laughs> that's, that's pretty fascinating. That it is, and, and I know that you know, I do want to give a thank you because I mean, you handled the printing. Uh, I was involved with organizing the Wendy Winters uh, PR Bazaar recently, and uh, you did a, just a fantastic job on printing the, the program or the guide or whatever it was. I don't know what the terminology that we used to call it, but it was it was just fantastic. I mean, the quality, the covers, and and the, and the turnaround time. I know that it was one of those. Hey, it's Thursday. And it was like, yeah, okay, come tomorrow. That's where the name Post Haste comes into play. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, I mean, I think this is uh, something that a lot of businesses, a lot of organizations keep you know, not at the front of their mind that this is such a, a powerful tool. Um, we always sit there and think the, oh, yeah, well, we, I can send somebody an email. Uh, well, we all know how everything gets caught in the spam filters and, and just sort of goes away into the ethos of the Internet. We know people get tired of seeing them. We, you know, Am I going to click and open that attachment, that Adobe attachment, to see what your little newsletter says and whatnot? And to be honest with you, I uh, not to pick on the Capitol, but if the Capitol could reliably deliver the paper to my house, I would totally subscribe to the print edition because I like picking up something and I like I like reading it. Um, I do read some of the, the mail that comes into the unsolicited, the bulk, the junk mail that comes into my mailbox. I read an awful lot of that. You know, it's advertising something that has a zero interest to me. It's, it goes and usually it's addressed to somebody that used to live there prior to me. And um, and but I, I, I will read it. I'll, I'll leaf through the uh, the coupons and see if there's something and, and pull out a few of them. And I think it is a very valuable tool. And um, I, I don't know how, how expensive is it? Is it is it more affordable than people realize? It is very affordable. People don't. I mean, it depends. The more time you spend to, to hone down your list to the right customer, it works. Um, the post office come up with this new program called EDDM, which stands for Every Door Direct Mail. And whether it be a local pizza guy or a uh, dry cleaner, a local business, they don't have to have. They don't need me. They can. They can just put current resident on the pieces. You'll see them in, with no address on them. You wonder how they got there. But the mail is processed, and we do it for other people. And we have a special account. After we pay for them in an app, we put them in a container, and it's sent um, directly to the post office of delivery, and it works very fine. And so you can mail those as low as sixteen point two cents a piece, um, and if you only and you only have to mail two hundred. So if you're really trying to reach people in a certain neighborhood, you can only mail you just mail the mailman's route. It could be three hundred pieces of mail. So yes, you can get some your message across, and it does work. So that could be something even for a homeowners association that wants to let somebody know about the upcoming election or the how to get the pool badges or something like that. That could be exactly a, correct. That could be a very very quick, inexpensive means to do it and be able to give it a statement because you've got you're you right. know. You've got an image and everything else. And the challenges I have is to educate the, the poor customer. Don't don't understand, or the people that I trained last time don't work through anymore. It's always a big thing. And uh, to follow up on the Windy Winters thing, we, we, I, um, because of that problem I have, I'm going to be having a nonprofit uh, uh, tips and tricks and save money and how to do money in direct mail uh, for the nonprofit. So uh, getting to put together for my nonprofit people, I've been talking about it for years. Jeff Holland um, from the West River and, yeah. the, and the South River. Um, he's gonna. We're gonna have it down there, but it's uh, going out to the nonprofits to help them understand the direct mail to make the, the right envelopes to use the right a different size envelope to get it done by machine versus by hand to save them money. It's easier for me as well, and so that'll be out there for the. Uh, Do you have a date on that? Not yet. We're talking to Jeff to get a date, and it'll be soon. 
Okay. I'd be happy to definitely let me know on that because I would lo- I would love to attend and uh, make sure let everybody know that that it's there. But I think that it makes uh, all the sense in the world when you sit there and look. Now, do you guys do the actual design work as well? Can you do that or we can we we do some de- uh, little designs for our, our dear friends at, at KB True Value. Um, little signs we're getting ready to put up one to put this stuff down on your lawn or this time of year for for your your lawn. Get ready to put that up. And um, we have we use two or three little freelance designers locally here in town and um, to, to help a designer. So they only have half a design. They want us to finish it up or we help to design the, some of the political mails. So if I'm a new business that's just starting out, I'm, I've, I've got this brilliant idea and I've got all the money in the world to rent a place on Main Street or something, <laughs> something like that. Um, but, you know, and, and I'm, I'm just launching my business. Uh, I think you would probably be in my uh, in my wheelhouse to talk to, whether it be, uh, you know, I've got a, a logo design and maybe that's all I've got at this point uh, to be able to come in. You could help get that postcard out, say, hey, coming soon. It's uh, If you have the logo design or you have the idea, we can formulate that to something and tell me what you're trying to reach, who you're trying to reach. We can assist you and try to get you uh, to where you need to be. And what other printing do you do as opposed to the mailing? Let's talk about the printing. I mean, if I just, I mean, people think of Kinko's. Which is doesn't exist anymore. I think <laughs> that's you know, correct. You know the uh, Kinkos is they were brought out by FedEx. You know and uh, Staples and we, you know they're they're from our better advertisers. Their hours are a little longer than mine, but we, our prices seem to be uh, fairer than their prices. We get people that, and uh, we can do invitations. We're getting ready to do um, three hundred invitations for somebody. You need them today. We're going to print them and we're going to do the cards. We're going to print them. We're going to score them. We're going to cut them. We're going to print four color envelopes for them, 300 of them today. But I mean, you're uh, as far as if, if I needed 50 copies of, uh, of a piece of paper that I'm handing out of the thing, is, are, is that something that I'm coming to you for? Sure. Uh, Free State, we briefly talked about that. So in terms of how things developed, uh, Jim Martin had been in business 35 years and we just acquired him. He worked here um, for six years. He retired. He just walked in this morning just to say hello to, as in his morning walk. And um, he's still available to help and he, um, he's been very helpful. And um, we can do that. We do uh, magazines. We do uh, about a thousand magazines for one group. That's, you know, 48 pages. We do some stuff for Homestead Gardens, a little mini um, catalog. Okay, so it's so it's not strictly just we'll say commercial printing that that and and that's probably the misnomer of a word there. But I mean, it's strictly not the the glossy, the mailers, the flyers, the brochures, the booklets, the magazines. But I mean, I, I can actually come and just get some day to day. Yeah, if I need a hundred copies to hand out at a at a networking meeting or something, of do a, a small sign. We have fifty inch printer, so we do small signs, fake checks. You know, I, was, I want to take one of those checks to the driving window to see how it's going to get through that little yep. tube. But you know, yeah. But we do some. We're starting to do into the wide area format. Customers asking a little sign, a two foot by three foot uh, thing on a foam core. We're able to do that quickly here, and um, and so the our business has grown on the printing side because the, the, all the businesses keep changing. It's just metamorphosing, changing our sales and. Doing what's needed. All right, you do you do an awful lot of political mailings. You do you work with a lot of political campaigns. What colors work best? Well, it depends. Some people think red, white, and blue are the best. <laughs> <laughs> Ed Raleigh likes red, white, and blue. He doesn't like green. But you know, anyway. But um, have you have you do you do you have, do you have any insight onto that? I, I really don't. I you know I. I have tremendous knowledge of all these years of doing all these campaigns, and everybody gives me their opinion. And when they tell you that this is the best and they tell you it works, well, then you, you remember that. And I share that as right. I have been for years, and that's that's how you learn is by listening to the people saying this worked. Or well, I will say one of the most unusual signs I saw was uh, Chris Trumbauer's, who used purple and white. And it won him in office for two terms, so he turned out. So I'm going to say that was fairly significant. There was another one that ran for sheriff, and I don't know whether you did this one, but it was shaped like a, a sheriff's badge. And it was it was absolutely horrible because I always thought it was like home security. 
<laughs> oh. you know, it, it looked like you know protected by something shield alarm system. Oh. So I never thought it was very very good. But I think that Chris Trumbauer's purple worked very well, just because it's an unusual unusual color scheme. I mean, you do see variants of red, white, blue, and and in this area, green tends to lean a little bit toward a, an environmental type of a thing. But I didn't know whether there was any kind of. Uh, I don't know if there's any science to that, but I mean, some a lot of these elections are all have to do with timing in life, being at the right place at the right time when things happen which has an awful lot to do with it, whether you're a Democrat or Republican, being in the right place at the right time. Nobody runs or somebody does run or uh, it's, everything's a timing thing. That seems to be the story of life in general. That's you know, true. If you're in the right place at the right time, and it might, might work out for you. Otherwise, right. it might not. I'll tell you, Jack Ellis, thank you very much. And check them out. They're at posthastemailing.biz, B-I-Z. And that's P-O-S-T-H-A-S-T-E. You can probably always stop by at 90 Russell Street. I don't know whether you had a candy jar out front. I didn't notice. But, you know, there is a candy jar out front. Come get candy. Come get free candy from Jack. <laughs> Jack, thank you very much. Alrighty, Thank you. Thanks for listening to this special podcast for I Am Annapolis. Please be sure to visit IamAnnapolis.net for all your local news, events, and opinions. And in case you haven't already, please subscribe to the I Am Annapolis Daily News Brief, where we bring you your local news direct to your phone or tablet every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. Google Play.